Welcome to another captivating episode of Raw Momversations, where fearless moms and experts unite to explore alternative practices. Hey there, I'm Ali. And I'm Melania. Our mission is to empower your one-of-a-kind parenting journey. Join us as we explore unconventional birthing and parenting methods. Get ready for inspiration, authentic stories, and unwavering family love. Together, we're rewriting our rules of parenting one bold step at a time. So without further ado, let's kick off this empowering conversation. Raw Momversations, where fearless motherhood leads the way. All right, another episode of Raw Momversations. Today is a very exciting one for me, um, and I think for you too, because yeah. this is this is a whole new world, a right? Whole new world. We have a courageous mom. Yes, her name is Kelly, and she has a is it a five month old? She's five. Yeah, five months. She's five. Her name is Hazel, and Hazel was born in your home. Yes, she was. So today right. we're going to be yeah talking about a home birth, and we're so excited um, to hear your story, and you know hopefully inspire some moms who may have been thinking about it to to explore this option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Kelly, um, what drew you to the idea of having a home birth for your baby's arrival? Um, so I was always drawn to the idea of having a home birth. I think that just in general, hospitals are not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I got pregnant, my husband was not on board with it. He wanted to make sure I was okay, make sure the baby was okay. Um, and then the more information I gave him and we got, the more comfortable he was with, with it. So, I personally had always wanted to try a home birth. I had always said that if I have one or I'm blessed to have two, I would no matter what, give it a try. If I couldn't do it the first time, then you know what? (laughs) We're on to the epidural and in the hospital, but at least I tried. So for me, it was like, we need to try it. We need to, we need to do it once. I really wanted to have that full experience of the pain from start to finish and and go through with it. And then, like I said, if I couldn't deal with it, then at the end of it, I said, you know what, at least I did it. So it was uh, it was an experience. That's for sure. I <laughs> um, It's not for the faint of heart. Um, it is very hard. Um, but it uh, you you really like learn a lot about yourself because through the experience from the moment I got pregnant, I started preparing as soon as I got pregnant. So what does that Um, look like? What kind of preparations do you do? So, so uh, maybe I'll explain the process from start to finish. How do you get a, how do you get a midwife? Like, how does that work? Because a lot of people don't know that it's actually free here in Quebec. So it's, it's covered under RAMQ. It's the same process as if you were to find an OB. Um, so basically, each region has a birthing center. Um, and they put you on a wait list. Um, midwives only take four pregnancies per month or four deliveries per month. So yeah. it's very um, it's, it's personal. Yeah, for it. Wait, so I have a question because I'm totally, totally new to this. Yeah, but yeah. if you're saying that they take four deliveries, does that include the deliveries happening at the center? 
So yes. for the month, whether you're doing it at home bond. or whether you're doing it at the well, center, yeah. they're yeah. okay. Amazing. Yeah. Just for moms in general. So it's very, um, personalized. And I think that's also what I wanted to experience my first pregnancy because I had a ton of questions. Um, and I really enjoyed the process of having somebody support me for any little detail that I had questions about. I didn't have to wait. They were there to answer. Um, my appointments were super long. They were like almost two hours long mm-hmm. every appointment. Um, they not only addressed my concerns, but my partner's concerns. Um, you know, everything was so detailed and so personalized, which I which I love. I had to get a doctor before. I had to get an OB, of course, to, to be seen in the meantime. And so I got an OB and then I got the call at about 16, maybe, yeah, 15 or 16 weeks that someone was available. So there was an opening. Um, And then everything that I saw the OB for, like my file, basically just transferred over to the midwives. Yeah. So as soon as we uh, got the call that we were going to have a midwife, we met with them, we did an intro, and then basically the same type of care continues it's the same type of care from a midwife to an OB. So we saw them at the same times as that you would see an OB. Um, They recommended us to get ultrasounds. We got Mm -hmm. ultrasounds. Um, Everything is basically the same. It is a more holistic approach. So um, a lot of the times, like in our third trimester, they, we said, Oh, we're going to go get an ultrasound. And they were like, well, it's not necessary. Yeah. It's not necessary. Like baby is fine. We hear the heartbeat. Like she looks good. Um, you don't have to, but if you want to, you totally can. Uh, and, we just, and what about all your blood work? Sorry. Were you doing that at the center with them or? Yeah. So, um, so the blood work that I had to do, so like the glucose tests, all of the, the same things we did. Um, I personally found that, so because I saw the, the OB first and then the midwife, um, you know, the, the OB had, discussed the glucose test and had been like, you know, when, when you come next appointment, go, go downstairs, get the drink and drink it. That's pretty much what it was. And Mm -hmm. then because we got transferred to the midwife at that, that mark of going to do your glucose test, um, they had actually spent a good, I would say like 45 to an hour explaining to us why we take it. What are the risks? what happens if we don't, if I don't do the glucose test, um, asking me like, you know, do you have any concerns about it? What did, what have you learned about it? So it really is like a conversation. It's an in-depth, uh, informational process. And so for us, we felt comfortable because, you know, we weren't just told to do these steps. It was really like, it's your choice. If you want to do it, you can do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't, you don't have to, but they're explaining us to us the risks, um, or or the benefits, the pros, the cons, yeah, everything, mm-hmm. everything from A to Z. And um, in the end, we ended up doing it. We did it with them, but it was still a very um, informational process. So as you get closer and closer to delivery, you see them more often, and then you start to talk mm-hmm. about your experience. Um, and what your expectations are and what, you know, what your partner's expectations are. And we had a full meeting about how my partner will support me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really interesting as well. I know when you see an OB, they don't really, 
they don't really care. I don't think so. They don't have time. Honestly, they don't have time. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge thing too, right? Like it's how many, how many births can we do in and out? Like, let's go. Um, and so I, we felt very, very cared for and it was, um, and my partner felt very supported too, because even through the home birth, they were supporting him through the process. It wasn't just, okay, hold her leg and like make her push. It was, you know, <laughs> how are you doing? Like, can we, can we help you with anything? Um, and side note, we, we also had a doula. So, um, we had that additional support. It was really important for me that we had a doula as well, because I always say the midwives are there to care for the baby, but the doula is there to care for mom and dad as well. So it's just an extra, it's just an extra level of support that we got. Um, and the, the midwives were incredible. I know you met, I don't know who you met at the Lac St. Louis. So I actually, um, I'm being followed by Magali at Lac St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So Who's yours? Uh, Carianne. Okay. They're all Carianne. so amazing there. They're amazing. And our backup was Trista. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and A then, friend of mine had her. Yeah. She she was so She's funny. Great. I joined Ali in on one of the appointments and she had to leave because she had to go deliver two babies. Yeah. She's like, uh, I'll be right back. Okay. I just have to deliver. <laughs> no stress. Right there. Yeah. Right, right there. Yeah. Comes back yeah. and she's like, sorry about that. So what were we talking about? <laughs> That's amazing. And was, were they, they, I guess they were doing it at the, at the center. Yeah, at the center. Oh my God. That's so funny. I, I, they're so, um, they're like, they're nurturing. They're just like, they, they love what they do. Oh yeah. And that, and that I think also was a level of, um, of comfort because I, I felt like they weren't just there to be there. They were there because they really wanted to support us and bring Hazel into the world. And it was, um, it's a passion for them. A huge passion, like a lifelong passion. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. Is there like a cutoff point? Like, for instance, I gave my I gave birth at thirty six weeks and a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Is there a cutoff point as to like when you can give birth at home, or if you had gone into birth early, you could have still? Um, do you mean like if there was any complications? Like, like, no, like if you had been like two weeks early, could you still have given birth at home? Or mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if if ever there was any complications, then you would have to be transferred to the hospital. Um, or because you're followed closely, you know, there, there is, if ever, let's say you had gestational diabetes, or there was a problem with preeclampsia, I had a little bit of a scare. So there was a possibility I would have to go to the hospital. Um, but then the doctors talk to the specialists, and they make a decision on what we can do. Um, and there's no there's no cutoff. It just depends on the health of the baby, the health of you um, as the mom. Can you can you fully realize your home birth um, in a healthy and supported way? So there's no cutoff. I got it. And yeah, so exactly, you're followed by your midwife. But did you also do anything, any holistic approaches on the side in order to prepare for your labor? 16 or 18 weeks, I started hypnobirthing and that helped me tremendously. What is hypnobirthing? Oh. It's like getting you in the right mindset. Yeah. So basically what it is, is it, it, um, it takes you through a process of meditation and then you go into a 
deep state of visualization. And once you're in that deep state of visualization, um, you almost become, we called it like a, a trance because you really lose the world around you. Um, and I would do this at night in the bathtub. Like it was my nightly routine. So every night I did the same thing. Um, and it, it really helped for my home birth. So Ali, I don't know if you're doing that, but no, but people have mentioned it to me and I'm like, this is something I need to look into. Were you somebody who would meditate prior to being pregnant or was it completely new for you? It wasn't new, but I didn't do it on a routine basis. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I learned now, now I do it on a routine basis because it was just built into my routine and my, my process, my, my ecosystem at mm-hmm. home. So, um, water, water helped me a lot because I did my hypnobirthing in water during my labor. I was laboring in my bathtub. Um, and that helped a lot. I saw a pelvic floor specialist, which really mm-hmm. helped. And I did a lot of a lot of squatting and a lot of uh, like at, like the normal things yeah. that, that you would do, but hypnobirthing was a, a huge one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just want to mention, uh, you did say it's free in Quebec, but it's also free across Canada because we have listeners oh. across Canada. So, okay. um, and then in the United States, um, having a midwife costs between like 35 and $8,000. So just to yeah. let people know. Okay, so yeah. you're approaching the end of your pregnancy, and yes. with a midwife here, you can decide to deliver with a midwife in a hospital, you can deliver in a birthing center, or at mm-hmm. home. So mm-hmm. what led you to say, I'm ready to do it at home, and uh, let's do this? How did you convince your husband, too? <laughs> I didn't have to convince him. The mid- Carrie oh, and my beautiful. midwife convinced, beautiful. convinced him, <laughs> which means I did none of the work. She did all of it. I love it. And, um, he, he was very supportive of whatever my decisions were because he knew that I was the one going to be going through it. And so he Mm. wanted to make sure I was as comfortable as possible. Um, he got all the information he needed and then he said, okay, I feel great with Karian and the Lassie and Louis birthing center. And so we went for it. Um, it was not, it wasn't a hard choice for us. Uh, home was always going to be the plan and we wanted to feel as comfortable as possible bringing in our first child into the world. And honestly, a big factor for me was I want my bed. (laughs) Like I want my bed right after I give birth. I want to be able to jump into my own shower, have my own pajamas and be super comfortable in an environment where I feel most comfortable. Um, that was a huge determining factor for me. And knowing the how I deal with pain, um, I felt that my my experience wouldn't have been the same at a hospital. I wouldn't have felt most like me during my my symptoms of pain. And so while I was at home, I was as free as I could be, right? Mm-hmm. Like think about how you are at home. Like, you know, whether you're, when you're in pain, you're cuddled up in your, with your shades down in your bed, however you deal with pain. Um, and to be at a hospital and hear the beeping or have the nurses coming in 24 seven. Every five minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I knew that home was always going to be the the plan. That was no choice. (laughs) Um, And also I knew that if I chose a hospital, um, 
I would have the potential option of an epidural. And so I didn't even want to give myself that option. I said, no temptation. From, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want to tempt myself um, that I knew if I was making this choice of home, it was all or nothing. There was no in between. So for me, um, you know, even, even choosing a, the birthing center, I didn't choose the birthing center because, you know, even though it's a more um, organic environment, there's a bed, there's the shower, like it, it, it doesn't feel like a hospital. It's still not my safe zone. Mm -hmm. And so that's what made us choose home versus anywhere else. Beautiful. That level of comfort for sure. So do you want to tell us about the day of? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it starts. Yeah. How did you know you were in labor? (laughs) So, um, I had a great pregnancy just to preface this. I had no complications. Um, we felt as though, you know, whatever you believe in up there really protected us during our pregnancy. So we're super thankful for that. Uh, we previously had a miscarriage, so Hazel is really special to us. So, uh, it was March 31st. Um, we went for dinner a normal like restaurant. Her due date was April 8th. We thought maybe this is going to be the last time. We're the last getting... supper. The last the supper. The amount of the last suppers I had. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't know. Right. So you're just like, it's the last dinner. Let's go out. Um, we were getting dessert and I was like, you know what? Usually I go for one. I'm like, you know what? I'll go for two desserts this time because <laughs> why not? Right. I got cheesecake and carrot cake. And as I'm eating, I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and I'm like, Ooh, it's a little wet down there. Um, maybe I was like, maybe it's, I don't know how graphic we can get on your podcast, but it's it's raw and real conversation. (laughs) So say it. Great. So I'm like, Oh, it's maybe it's discharged. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. It's my first baby. I don't know what's supposed to come out of me. And I'm like, but it seems a bit not as thick. So I'm like, okay, let me go to the bathroom. Let me check it out. Go to the bathroom. My pants are wet, like soaking wet, my (laughs) my pants. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I pull them up quickly. I'm like waddling back to the table. The waitress like looks at me and I'm like, we need the check like now, now. (laughs) And so like my husband like pokes his head out of the booth and he goes, are you okay? I go, no, we got to go home now, like pack up the dessert and let's go. So we get in the car, we drive home. As soon as we get home, like more is like, just, you know, my water's fully breaking. So now we're texting our midwives. Um, and I go, you know, I think my water broke. Um, can I send you a picture? She, I send her a picture to, to ask her like, is this my water? What is this? And she tells me to put on like an an adult diaper so we can see the color of it. And at this point she goes, so at this point it's maybe like 9 PM. She goes, just go to sleep, like go rest. Your water broke, whatever. We don't know how long this could be. Right. So So, sorry. So just out of curiosity, like what's the protocol? Like what do they tell you is the protocol when you think you're labor? You just text your... So basically when you think you're in labor or when you have any questions throughout your entire pregnancy, you basically can call them and they're on call and they have like a week on, a week off, I believe um, from what I remember. And so if 
they don't answer, it goes to their voicemail, it tells you who to call, and you can call that person. Um, so you really have somebody available to you 24-7. Yeah. Um, I think I had had an emergency when I was like 22 weeks pregnant and I called at 10 PM and she answered and I was like, I'm so sorry to bother you, but that's what they're there for. Right. Like that's the personalized care you're getting. So I texted, sent pictures. She goes, go to sleep, try to rest and I'll see you in the morning. This is about 9 PM. Um, So we sit on the couch. I'm bouncing on like the ball. My husband is like rubbing my back and we start watching a movie. And then I go, you know, I have a funny feeling I should probably like clean up the house because (laughs) I just, I felt like it was going to happen that night. And so, um, yeah. Is there, is there a protocol in that sense too? I don't know why you just keep at, like, you know, you're going to labor. So do you have to go sterilize the bathtub or is there no, anything no, that you have? Nothing, no? nothing. There's no protocol. Like you, so all you have to do is before your, um, second to last visit, they give you a list of things that you need to buy and have prepared at your home. If you're giving at a home, if you're doing a home birth, what are some of those things? Um, so some of the things are really weird, but like a, a mirror, um, a flash, a flashlight, um, garbage bags. Emergency um, sounds like tornado. <laughs> sounds like my Florida hurricane prep. <laughs> exactly. And so just like simple things, like they ask for a bucket so that afterwards they put the placenta in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they ask for, what was the other thing? They ask for like a, they put your a placenta in a bucket. Yeah. So- Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I'll explain it to you, but basically they ask for like a sheet, um, like a mattress, a plastic mattress cover so that if you labor on your bed, you basically prepare your bed before you go into labor. You put the the plastic or a sheet, the plastic, another sheet over that you're going to throw out after Mm -hmm. so that when you're done laboring, they can just basically wrap up the plastic throw it out and you have a clean bed to crawl into. Beautiful. So they're very prepared. They ask for all these different things. Um, and you just have to have it prepared um, at your last visit when they come see your home. And that's it. So we had all those things pre-prepared. I was very early in preparing them. So it's like 1030 at night. And I said, maybe we should try to get some rest. So we go lay in bed. We're both laying there. I'm still no contractions, nothing. And then it's about 11.15, 11.30. And I felt like this pop, like a, a really big, almost like I always say, it's like she just like pulled the plug from the bathtub. And all of a sudden, it was just like, like all my water <laughs> broke. And I'm like, yeah, it starts as a slowly and then, yeah, yeah, it really, it's like, yeah, it's like the pipe is just leaking. And then all of a sudden it's like, Mm -hmm. so I, I go to the bathroom and like the adult diaper I'm wearing is just soaked. So we take a new one and I go lay back in bed. And then now it's about, I would say like 12. um, And my contractions went from zero to a hundred (laughs) within I would say maybe six minutes. So there was no gradual, like build up. (laughs) There was zero build up. Um, So as soon as I felt the first contraction, I wanted to get in the water, 
I wanted to fall asleep in the water, whatever was going to happen, I needed to do it in the water because that's where I was most comfortable. So my husband ran a bath for me, the warm water, um, ambiance was really important to me. So, and he, and we had talked about this before with the doula. So he had lit candles all around the bathtub. The lights were dimmed. I had my birthing playlist of music going on in the background. I had my headphones on with my hypno birthing. Um, and I just, I went into it. Like I dove right in. And at this point, my contractions are getting stronger and stronger. They're going from every five minutes to every three minutes to every two minutes to every minute now at this point. And you're updating your midwife. Yes. Where's your husband? Me, my husband is, my husband is texting the doula and the midwife. Um, and it's so funny now to look back on his text messages. (laughs) Was it like frantic? At at first he was like very calm and he was like, oh no, she's in the bath. She's doing really well. And then the doula's like, can she talk? And he's like, no, but you know, she seems to be doing really well. And then all of a sudden he goes, I think you should come right now. (laughs) Like, like I think it's happening. And so she goes, okay, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm getting changed. I'm coming. And so at one point, it was just like, I couldn't talk anymore. 3.30, the midwives get here with the doula. So they both get here at the same time. They're in go mode as soon as they get here. So they, they set have up- like a full kit and they set up mm-hmm. uh, as if they're in a birthing center or hospital exactly. ready to go. It- Exactly. So before you leave your last appointment, they give you like the oxygen tank, the resuscitation devices, everything that they have at the birthing center in like a bin just at your house. And so you have to have that readily available for them. And you have to have wherever you're going to birth, you have to have a table near there so that, you know, once the baby's out, if there's anything wrong, they could take them to that table. Um So we had set up everything in my daughter's nursery with, um, you know, blankets and all the items that they requested, their bin of oxygen and resuscitation. So when they got here, they just went into my daughter's nursery, they set up everything, and then they started to check in. Um, And my doula was here at that point. So she came upstairs. She was with me from the moment she got here until, you know, the next morning. But what a luxury to have all these people come to you. I know, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm starting really to sweat is. with this story. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. I, like I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. The build you know, up is slow. It's, uh, I think the biggest concern people have at home, like giving with home births is the, what if there's an emergency, you know, yeah. you're not in a hospital, yeah. but yeah. they equip you with everything. With everything. And I personally believe that if you've had a healthy pregnancy, your baby's healthy, um, there's no there's no reason you should have to go to a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm strong and firmly believing that, you know, women have done this for centuries without, you know, going to a hospital. Yeah. Um, of course things happen. Like I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that during birth, you know, there are women who have had a perfectly pregnant. Uh, healthy pregnancy. And then the birth, you know, the labor just 
isn't perfect or, you know, complications happen. I'm not saying that, but, you know, I had a very positive mindset, a very optimistic outlook on my labor experience. And so going into it, I knew like, I can do this, whatever's going to happen once I go into labor, whatever happens, that's the way, that's the way the story is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. So whether it's like I had a a great and positive experience, or if I had to be transferred to the hospital, like what I had accepted, whatever was going to happen. Which by the way, just like coming from a standpoint of where I haven't gone to a birthing center yet, but when I took part of your appointment, she was like, they work with like they're not mm-hmm. going to keep you from going to the hospital. Like they make, they work with the hospitals. Yeah, yeah. they're super mm-hmm. familiar with it. Very much so. Yeah. So and you know if and there was a point in my labor where there was a tipping point of like we might have to go, um, and and I remember the midwife being like, we might have to go to the hospital, and I just like I was laying down and I shot up and I go no. and then like and then we just kept going so I think you know either way as long as you go into a home birth understanding that whatever is meant to happen for your journey for your story for your labor that's what's meant to happen and have a positive outlook on it um you know that that that's my advice and my experience so here Um, come your midwives they set up yeah, they set up. You're you're ready. I'm full on like in go mode. They get to my house at about 3.30 in the morning. Now, mind you, we have our bed in our bedroom. We have our birthing tub next to our bed. And then I have like an, an ensuite bathroom. So attached to my bedroom, we had our like actual bathtub that I was in. Okay. Um, so I had now transferred from our normal bathtub into our birthing pool. Did the midwives bring this? No. Or you you have to, you have to either rent it. So there are rental places here in Montreal that you can rent from, um, or you can purchase. Um, I hop into the tub. I'm laboring a bit in the tub. And when they got there at three 30 in the morning, I was already four centimeters dilated. Then they get there, they set up everything. Um, You know, my husband is getting me water. He's right there next to me. I'm trying different positions and in the, in the pool. And I said, and I said to them, I just, I'm not comfortable in the pool. Um, I think for my, if we do have a second, I would know now what positions to be in, in the pool, but Mm. for your first, it's just like an awkward position. You don't know. For me, at least I didn't know what position to be in. So we get out of the tub and I go, like, I I feel pressure. Like there's more pressure building up. And this is almost like only an hour later, they check again. I'm six centimeters dilated. So is there anything on you? Like at a hospital, is there anything on you or it's just you and they're doing in like an internal... uh, you mean like anything connected to me? Zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm I'm naked. Free as a bird. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, like I, I the only thing I had on was a like a little bralette, and I'm like butt ass butt ass naked, um, <laughs> and I'm just pushing through each contraction in whichever position feels comfortable. And they were incredible. They would check, and then they would leave the room. So for most of my laboring, it was just myself, my husband, and the doula. 
and they were coming in, they were checking, and then they would leave and go back into my daughter's nursery and allow me to naturally do what my body had to Mm -hmm. do. There was no sense of like, okay, like lay on your back, put your legs up. Now you have to push. It was just very um, instinctive, natural and instinctive. Whatever my body was going to do, they were going to go along. Um, At one point I, I said to my husband, like, okay, I'm pushing. And he goes, no, 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 don't push. I said, no, no, no. Like I really have to push. I have to push. And then they got the midwives. They came in, they checked and I was 10 10 centimeters. I was ready to go. So they said, you feel like pushing? Push. Yep. So I was laying on my back um, on our bed. I had pushed for three hours. Yeah. I was pushing for a very, very long time. I will say that if ever you have the option to make a choice on how long to push, if you can push longer than shorter because I had zero tearing. They said because I pushed for so long, it allowed my muscles to expand and, and yeah, and the canal to expand gradually versus in like three pushes and it rips. Mm-hmm. So I know that that can be very painful. So um, she was born at 9.05 in the morning um, and she came out a little sideways um, with one hand on her face, her right hand on her face. And when she came out, it was the, the most exhilarating feeling of my life, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, they talk about this ring of fire that you feel when you go, when you go through a natural, a natural birth. Um, and I can tell you, I screamed and I was yelling. Um, (laughs) that's not even the, the, the word for it. Like burn is not even the word. I think I, I looked at my, I remember feeling it and I pushed and I went, the, can I swear? I, I yelled also, like, I was like, that's the ring of fire. That's it right there. <laughs> I was like, this is the fucking ring of fire. And she goes, yes, now push. Cause her head is right there. As soon as I did that last push, she was, she was out and I, and I grabbed her and like, I, I kind I pulled my baby out. So she love came oh, wow. right onto my chest. Um, my husband's face was right there with us. They wiped her. They looked at me and then they let us be. So I just had to like push out my placenta. Um, that was an easy experience for me. I just, like, <laughs> yeah. they were pushing on my stomach and then uh, they asked me to laugh. So I like, <laughs> I had to like, like almost fake laugh, like, <laughs> and then it just came out and then Melania, you were asking about putting the placenta in a bowl. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the bowl is for. So they had my placenta in a bowl still attached to my daughter for uh, the whole golden hour uh, right after birth. And they, as soon as they saw that I was okay, that my daughter was okay, they left the room. They went downstairs 
They made themselves breakfast. They cleaned up after themselves. And they said, whenever you're ready, we'll cut the cord and we'll do all the testing we needed. So we spent, we spent the first hour after birth, just the three of us in our bed, soaking in all those beautiful newborn smells and listening to her cry and trying to get her to latch. Um, And they left us with the doula because the doula was incredible. Um, And we enjoyed every minute of golden hour, just the three of us. I love it. It's so beautiful. I love it. It was. It was. It was such a, um, a beautiful, I call it like the most magical thing that happened in our experience because you don't feel like your baby's getting poked and prodded and like they take them away and then check them and then bring them back. I wanted to have her just be on my chest for that first hour at least to to Mm -hmm. feel her because she's inside you for nine months and to have her taken away the minute she's brought out of you like I, I didn't want that so and the delayed cord clamping I mean, yes, we can so eventually get into that, but the yeah. benefits of that is, wow, incredible. I think we actually cut her cord only like an hour and a half, maybe an hour 45 later. Wow. Um, and then as soon as we cut the cord, uh, you know, the midwives were there, they were cleaning everything. And during that time, that's when my husband got to do some skin to skin and one of the midwives helped me go take a shower. So mm-hmm. I went to take a shower. I came back. Um, they cleaned up. Like the the experience oh. that I had at home, um, just from the level of care from my labor to afterwards as well, like everything we, as soon as they left, my husband like went downstairs and he was like, um, is there even anybody here? Like they cleaned <laughs> up our entire kitchen after making themselves breakfast. Wow. Our whole bathroom was cleaned. They started laundry. Like they did, they Amazing. really take care of you from A to Z. Um, and then the aftercare as well is incredible. Um, you know, the midwives come back 24 hours later, then three days, then a week, then three weeks later, and then there's six weeks you go back to the birthing center. Mm-hmm. So just the amount of care that you have afterwards is so important. I think that's that's what I take from my midwife experience was, yeah, the, the labor and the birth was amazing, but the amount of care that we got afterwards and never felt as though we were bothering anybody was... Mm-hmm top notch top notch experience raise your hand if you want a home birth <laughs> like who wants that Melania's no. still scared she didn't raise her hand <laughs> no i was telling you i think a water birth is so interesting i'm so down for it but you, where you got me was the ring of fire it's an experience but but as soon as it's crazy like ali i it's gone but as it's gone instantly as soon as you do that last push it's gone. You feel zero pain. Yeah. It's a wild thought because I thought maybe, okay, you feel some lingering pain afterwards. You feel nothing. And nothing. in your head, you're like, I tore from A to Z, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. after the, oh, like, yeah. oh, just nothing, you're good. Nothing, nothing. It was, it was as if, 
it was as if I just took a big, a big poop. That's it. Like <laughs> a very over. big one. And, it's and at over. what and- moment were you like, I fucking did it. I did it. Like, do you even um, realize that at any point or you're just so into Were you the surprised moment? that you, you Ooh. survived? <laughs> because I think that's what everyone's afraid of. They think they're going to, you know, yeah. I not make the, it through birth. <laughs> the, the, um, the association with home birth is literally like the 1900s or like yes. the 1800s. People think that like you lay on a bed and you are going to be screaming, which like I was screaming and then like bleed out and then you die and like your baby lives for the rest of its life. But that's not like the, the connotation. Like there's so many, there's so many beautiful things about a home birth. Um, I realized that I did it honestly, probably only 48 hours later, like after the dust settled and I'm holding her and I'm laying in bed and I'm just like, wait, what just happened? Like we had planned for this for almost nine months and I really did it. Like I truly just experienced what my body was made for. Incredible. And with with no medication, just just my mind, like just my mindset, the preparation I had put in, the preparation my partner had put in my husband had put in with me like we did that and we always look at each other and we go yeah we did that together like we he was there every minute he didn't even want to go to the bathroom like he really knew that I needed him because we had worked on that together so much Mm. and it it's something that I think a natural birth any birth bonds you and your partner together but a natural one at home in the safety of your own space like will never be our our bedroom now feels even more intimate and even more special because that's where we brought our daughter into the world crazy beautiful honestly (laughs) like I'm thinking back I delivered in a hospital the first time and this time I'm doing Mm -hmm. it at the birthing center but it's like you know during the delivery, you're in this beautiful room, you push the button, someone runs in, you know, it's great. But then the second that baby comes out and you're transferred to the next ward, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's going to sound bad, but to me, it was like a prison ward, you know, like yeah, no one's so answering sure. you. you. You're asking a question. They're like, well, it's a newborn. Yeah, they cry. I'm like, help. I don't know help, what I'm doing. Yeah. And I mean, huh. it was a uh, COVID times when I delivered. So all the private rooms yeah. were reserved for people with COVID. So we're in a shared mm. uh, space with like a little uh, curtain separating me and like four other moms. I mean, it was just oh, hearing you in your in your shower, in your bed, in your stuff. It's like, oh, such a luxury. And people mm-hmm. don't realize, you know, the yeah oh, the comparison and between the two. For, it's not for everybody, right? Like, no. you know, I have friends who have kids and they're like, I would – never do what you did. Can I ask you a question? Did you find yourself defending yourself more often Mm -hmm. when you were telling people about your decision? Mm -hmm. Like, did you even have a small percentage of people that were like, wow, that's so inspiring or? Yeah. So when we decided to do a home birth, we had some people that were like on board, good for you. Amazing. Like you're going to rock it. And then we had some people that were complete opposite who were like 
that's the wrong choice for you. Like that's a horrible choice. There's, you know, modern medicine for a reason. What if something happens to your baby? You'll, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if you're firm in your beliefs, if you're firm in your decision at the end of the day, and in the right mind space, in the right mind space, at the end of the day, it's your baby. It's your choice with your partner. And I think if my partner wasn't so on board or really had a hesitation, then maybe I would be rethinking. But we had talked about it so much. Mm -hmm. We had made the decision together. And, you know, afterwards, when you talk about your experience and you say it went amazing, it was magic, it was my baby's healthy, I'm healthy, then all those naysayers go, oh, wow, it must have been so beautiful. And you're like, it really was. And I truly believed it from the beginning. And that's why I chose to do this experience for us, for my family, for what's right for me and my baby. And so I don't find, I find if you're on the the fence about having a home birth or um, going to a birthing center, you know, really get all the information that you can and stay firm in in believing what you want through that experience. Mm -hmm. Because what's crazy is we never question a woman who wants to go to a hospital to give a birth, to have to give birth, right? We never say, really? Like, why did you choose a hospital over a home birth? It, but there's this like stigma, stigma about, oh, really? You chose a home birth over a hospital? Why? So why- by the way, I'm just going to say it. I, I Google, I don't know the exact statistics, but I can probably put them somewhere. North America is one of the only um, places in the world that your primary care physician is an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, especially in Europe, uh, mm-hmm. you go see a midwife mm-hmm. as your primary, like you get pregnant, yes. you call the midwife. And then down the line, if you see something, if you know, it's a little bit more of a complex birth, then they will transfer you to an OB. It's it's stigmatized. It's not, and it's not an experience that everybody knows that you can do, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you hear what's the, what's the normal process when you get pregnant? Okay. You call the doctor, you go to the hospital, you, you follow the, whatever the hospital tells you to do, you just do, and you don't question. But we, me and my partner questioned, and I said, no, thank you. I'm, I'm good with being at home and slipping on my slippers afterwards and, you know, laying in, in my bed. Now what happened afterwards was, uh, we had the snow, the ice storm, and then I, we had a newborn and we were stuck in the house with no power. So that was a whole other experience, but completely out of your control, (laughs) out of, out of my control. But the experience, um, that we had with our doula, uh, Nancy from Bump and Glow was incredible. So if you ever want to do life, I suggest going to Bump and Glow. Um, my specific experience was pure bliss and pure magic. So I really hope, Allie, that you get that. At the, are you you're doing birthing center? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have a toddler at home, so for mm-hmm. me, I figured mm-hmm. let me get out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> and then come back. You know. Yeah. And we had, we discussed, me and my husband talked about that too. Like if we have a second or when we have a second, not if, um, will we do a home birth again? And the 
answer undoubtedly is yes. And will we want our daughter there? A hundred percent. Oh, she's awake. Perfect timing. <laughs> she will she will be here. She depending on her age, of course, she will be here and she will be um experiencing that with us because we're a family and and I want her to understand that, you know, it's it. natural. Our bodies are made for this and we're excited to welcome her sibling, whoever that will be, whenever. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kelly, for contributing to our Raw Conversations yeah. and for being so open and sharing your story with us. Your fearlessness is truly inspiring. Thank and you. We, before we wrap up, we like to ask mm-hmm. our guests two questions. Yeah. So first off, what is like a baby product that you would recommend? Your favorite <gasps> baby product? Oh my God. There's so um, I would say... Uh, a heating pad. I, and it's like maybe not a, a gener- generic baby product, but like a heating pad was our saving grace when um, our daughter never wanted to be put down. We would heat up whatever surface we're going to put her down on. And as soon as it was hot, we would put her down, move the heating pad, put her down, nice. and then she would be quiet. And to this day, we still heat up her crib before she gets in for a nap, a bit. Be- for bedtime. Um, and it's her, it's her thing. She loves it. So I would say a heating pad, I guess. Okay, cool. Baby product. And what about a product for you as a mom? Couldn't live without coffee. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee is coffee. Um, but other (laughs) other than coffee, um, I mean, that was a great response. That yeah. was a good, I think coffee. I think coffee is yeah. like a, a big one. I, I think, and another, yeah, all the time. Um, or another product, it's not a product, but another thing I couldn't live without would be my husband because he's an incredible support. So I love it. That's beautiful. That's probably my two, my two okay, things. Now I'm going to reconsider having a home birth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, I always love chatting with people and people always reach out to me because I do share my experience on Instagram and I share, I shared about my home birth and I have so many women who always reach out and ask questions. So I'm always, and I'm, I'm such an open book. Like you can ask anything you want and I will answer. That's that's so great because we're going to link your information just so if other women or anybody wants to continue the conversation with you. Yes, please. Well, this was another real and raw conversation. Yeah. See you next time. (laughs) Thank you, Kelly. Thank you.